a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening to you wherever you're listening from. Welcome to another episode of the Opinions and Chatter podcast. Premier League is back. It's the first episode of the season. Sincerely apologize for not releasing an episode last week. Promise to give you back-to-back episodes now that the Premier League has started. Let's get right into it. The Premier League match day two. We start with the game between Aston Villa against Everton. It's a good way to start the Premier League weekend. It's a rivalry that transcends both clubs. That is, it's between two great players who have not become managers. This season, both managers have something to prove. That is, apart from the debate as to who was the best player between these two, we have now transcended that argument into who is the best manager between Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard. In my opinion, like I had always said, Steven G is the better manager, seeing as he has managed a club before coming to Aston Villa. In the name of Rangers, he won a league title with them. And the fact that he didn't have it easy like Lampard did as to his first managerial role with Chelsea, Steven G, as he's fondly called, has proven himself to be a manager at the top level. Took Rangers to a first title in a very long while. That is breaking the dominance of Celtic, who has been winning the league for a while now. He came to England to challenge himself by taking the Aston Villa job. He had everything to lose because he had the opportunity of defending his Premier League title with, with the Scottish side Rangers. But he left all that and came to Aston Villa so as to prove his pedigree as a manager in the English Premier League. I can go on and on about Gerard, but to be a disservice without talking about Lampard. Lampard's first job was Derby County. The club was not in the ambition of coming back to the Premier League, but he failed to bring them back to the Premier League in his first season. And after that two season with Derby County, he was given the Chelsea job due to the transfer restriction that was placed on Chelsea and the fact that there was no manager willing to risk their career for that long season without signings. For Lampard, it was an opportunity to prove his case as to his fantastic manager. And his stay at Chelsea brought both success and failure. In his first season, there was no pressure. He brought in the youngsters, fielded them with the experienced guys that were there. They met their target, which was to qualify for the Champions League for the next season. But then after that season, pressure came in because Chelsea went into the window and bought several players. The ambition changed. It was no more business as usual, let's qualify for Champions League. It was more like Chelsea should be competing for top runners, in which he failed and was eventually sent. Everton was a redemption job for him and he saved them from relegation last season, which was a fantastic fit in itself. Everton shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. He had success, which brings me to the point. Is there a second season syndrome with Frank Lampard with Chelsea? He had a successful season with them before season, but the second season he fell short. So what will happen to Frank Lampard? In this second season, he lost his first game against Chelsea. People said the game was so close. I don't think so. Chelsea didn't convert their chances. They really threaten Chelsea as much. They had as little as one shot of target. So both clubs in this game want to start their season all over again. Aston Villa lost to Bournemouth, which was a shocker in game week one. So Aston Villa needs to give a positive performance in front of their fans. Only won two of their last 13 games in the Premier League. And this game, they are playing at home. There's pressure. In recent years, Aston Villa have been on top in this game, in the past 5 matches, ordinarily I wouldn't look past Aston Villa in this game for a win. But the problem is, you can't overlook their recent form of results. It's not as if Everton has a fantastic run either. So it's a game between two clubs that are trying to turn their season around. If you look at this year, they've been woeful both clubs. This is a game of redemption between the two clubs. And it's a game of ego between the two managers. Because this will start the debate as to who is the best manager in the Premier League. Moving on. The next game is between Arsenal and Leicester. Arsenal are the third favourite to win the Premier League, according to so many people. Everybody seems to attach too much importance to the precision. Precision is precision for a reason. 
Did you see what I did there? Of course, they've been wonderful in precision. The pictures they for new, which is why people have placed them third after Liverpool and Man City. Their favourites to take the third position from Chelsea by virtue of that precision result. Because of their precision form, everyone wanted to see how their first game would be. The result wasn't really a fair assessment of what happened to match. Arsenal were on fire the first 30 minutes. The next 30 minutes, they were out of the game. In fact, Palace had three good chances to score. If they had converted those chances, what would have happened in that game? But the fact that they couldn't convert their chances brought Arsenal back into the game and they were able to secure the second goal which they needed to secure the match points. But in this game, they are facing a Leicester team that is uninspired, not motivated. For some reason, they didn't even sign players this season. Instead, they lost their goalkeeper. The problem with them is that Newcastle is still interested in buying Madison before the end of the transfer window. Wesley Fofana, just is still interested. Even Tillemans. Tillemans is still on the radar of Arsenal. It means if they lose these three players, how will their season be? Will Rogers even be in a job by the end of the season? I don't want to believe so because there were two goals ahead against Brentford, but they lost those two goals and allowed Brentford back into the game. It was bizarre. In fact, it was one of the shock of the day, apart from the man you might do. And the to head doesn't give confidence either. In recent years, Arsenal have always been on top in this match fixture, and I'm not putting it past them to win this particular game. My prediction for that game is Arsenal to win based on form. Their manager Ateta has a clear idea on how he wants to play. On the other hand, Brendan Rodgers seems to be bereft of ideas, and I'm not saying this lightly. Brendan Rodgers is a fantastic manager, but since last season he has been off his game. Maybe there's something happening internally that we don't know about, but the board didn't back him either in this transfer window. So it's interesting to see how their precision will pan out for tomorrow. Arsenal is going to win comfortably because they are at home and because they are on form. Moving on to the next game, these two teams are what I'll call the dark horses for the season. Brighton and Newcastle. Newcastle's resurgence last season is nothing short of a miracle. The appointment of ADL was a fantastic appointment. Even though at the time of the appointment, it was supposed to be till the end of the season so they can get top quality managers. Idea is a quality manager, don't get me wrong. Of course, you expect Newcastle to chase a bigger project than confirm for Conference League. The Saudi consortium will want to announce their appearance as one of the big players in the Premier League. It makes sense for them to take Idea as an interim manager so they get one like Club, Lizarique, or Pep. The appointment of Idea in itself turned out to be a masterstroke. Idea has transformed that Newcastle team that nobody thought was ever going to be able to survive. Added quality players in Gumerez, Bonds and Chris Wood. You'd think at the time of the signings of these players that okay, he just wants to survive the Premier League, but they've transformed into a pressing team. It's so strange to see Newcastle that were one of the laziest teams in the Premier League had now become one of the most hardworking teams in the Premier League. Newcastle transformed into a team that gave everybody a run for their money. Newcastle's form last season was one of the best form in the Premier League. At least they won the majority of their games towards the end of the season. In fact, there was room for optimism in St. James Park. To be honest with you, St. James Park now became another Anfield because of the atmosphere that they created last season. And this was due to the performance of their players in general. Adial has done a fantastic job. He wasn't the only one that did a fantastic job last season. Another manager who did a fantastic job last season is Graham Potter. His team was one of the strongest teams last season overall. 
from beginning to the end. This was evident in their final position on the table, which was night. They did fantastic last season. They gave everyone a run for their money. Their most significant result last season was the 4 0 trashing of Manchester United. People thought it was a fluke, it was probably because Manu was in shambles, but they did it again in game week one by beating Manu at Old Trafford. The first time they did in so many years. Grand Potter has done a fantastic job, and these two managers are one of my favorite managers. Curious to see how their progress will be throughout their career because Potter came, took a bright team that almost relegated, turned them to a side that can play attractive football. He has different game plans and it's fascinating to see that some of these supposed lower table clubs can play slick football too, like people like Pep are doing at the moment. I'm really looking forward to this game between these two. But Brighton is at home. Brighton is difficult to beat at home. Newcastle is on form. You can see it in their game on game week one against Nottingham Forest. They were dominant. The only thing that did happen in the first half was the goal. But the goals came in in the second half. So this game will be fascinating. As much as I'd like to see their goals in this game, I want to believe that both teams will find it difficult to break each other down. Newcastle presses so high, Brighton escapes press with ease because of their fluidity in passing. It's going to be a fantastic watch, and I can't wait to watch that game and see the end result. Moving on from that game, we have the Man City Bournemouth game. Let me start with Bournemouth. Bournemouth had a fantastic first game. For them, it's their first Premier League game back. As much as we would like to attribute the win to the failure of Aston Villa to provide their chances. They still won that game comfortably, two goals to nil. This is a much tougher test for them. In their second game, they are meeting the Manchester side. With the addition of Elian Haaland, it seems to me that they might be unstoppable this season. Ordinarily, Man City usually don't have a good start in the Premier League. In the previous seasons that they've had, they've lost their first game or second game. They've lost either their first game or their second game in the previous seasons. But they started well against West Ham. To be a tough ask to pick Bournemouth to win in that game because they're going to Etihad, an Etihad stadium that is seeing their players for the first time after Premier League win. So it's going to be a very wonderful atmosphere there. Master players, of course, will be up for the game. Everybody will be scared of Alan. It's going to be a fascinating game. I'm predicting Master win at least three goals. Moving on to the next game between Southampton and Leeds. If you Leeds without Rafinha, and the Southampton team that started poorly against Tottenham. Everyone was fascinated to see how Leeds was going to cope with the departure of both Phillips and Afia. But in game week one, they didn't seem to miss those two players. The head to head is in favor of Leeds United. And I expect that run to continue because Leeds United looked a more solid unit than Southampton. Southampton were too disjointed in the game between them and Tottenham, and it was a very poor match. Moving on to the next game, Wolves against Fulham picked Wolves. Ordinarily, I would have picked Wolves to win this game, but they lost their first game and it was a poor match for Wolves. And they're taking on a confident Fulham side who are still buzzing from their first game of the season, which was against Liverpool, and they got a draw. In fact, in that game, Mitrovic made Van Dijk look so vulnerable throughout the match. It showed why if Fulham play to his strengths this season, they may not relegate. And in that game, played really well. He had two goals, and I think they will still have that belief that if they can draw Liverpool, who is a top club in England, with Wolves, especially seeing as Wolves have not been in great form recently. So I see Fuam winning that game, but of course, Wolves is at home, and they have the home advantage. If they turn up ordinarily, they can beat anybody on their own good day. The problem is that Raul Jimenez is injured, Semedo is doubtful, Adama Traore, of course, is doubtful, Mateo is also doubtful. I don't believe they have their strongest side and their strongest side ordinarily would have given them a chance to at least win this game. So I see for winning based on game week one. Moving on, 
Brentford against Manchester United. Manchester United. <laughs> Brentford have started life without Ericsson on a good note by getting a well-deserved draw against Leicester City. And of course, everyone thought it was going to be a long day for Brentford, but they fought back and got a hard-end draw against a poor Leicester City side. The question of the day for this game is how Ericsson will be welcomed back at Brentford. Will he be given a hostile reception or an applause which he deserves because of what he did for them last season? This game is all about Ericsson because he's not playing for a man side. They started poorly and we want to win this game. So will he become a villain by winning Man U this game? I don't think so. But I still give Brentford a chance over Manchester United. Solely based on their form. They have not started this season well. There are still there are still so many issues with the squad. And I don't think it's an easy task for Tenag. But this game is not in the back for Manchester United. Based on form, I'm taking a Brentford win over a Manchester United win. This is the first prediction I can make based on my use form at the moment. Man you were a top four club prior to last season. And I keep saying it. I think the Ronaldo gamble was a very bad gamble. It was good, of course, for them commercially, but on the field of play, it has become a problem for them how to resolve the Ronaldo dilemma. Should you play him? Should you not play him? All these things are distractions that they didn't need prior to Tenag coming, and they still don't need it. On Sunday, we have just two matches. That's between Nottingham Forest, Nottingham Forest, and finally back in the Premier League. It will be a very exciting game for them. The fans are going to experience the Premier League for the first time in a very long time. They are playing the West Ham side. They are low on confidence. It was a fluke performance by David Moyer's side. So, West Ham are low on confidence. And they are playing the Nottingham Forest side who are back in the Premier League after a long time. It's going to be a hostile environment for the West Ham players. But I still think West Ham should have this in the bag. If not anything, maybe a draw. But West Ham should have this game in the bag. Based on their Premier League credentials and the fact that they are playing a relegation threatening club. And to the game of the weekend, in my opinion, Chelsea against Tottenham. This is the first clash between two Champions League sides in the Premier League this season. And it's a, it's a London derby. To be honest with you, people have written off Chelsea because of their preseason form. And we can go on and on as to why their preseason form was the way it is. But if you look at their transfer window, they've not had a bad transfer window either. And because of the way they won the game against Everton and the way Tottenham won their own game against Southampton, everybody has picked Tottenham to win this game. Tottenham are the favourites. But I don't think so. Over time, we've all known that derbies are a whole different vibe. Even if a team has been losing for the past 15 games, once it's a derby, that's a whole different outlook. Anything can happen. I'm looking forward to that game. But I'm predicting a Chelsea win because Chelsea are at home. And the fact that Tottenham didn't beat them at all last season. And this is also the last game of the match day two. And that's the game between Liverpool and Crystal Palace. Both clubs didn't start well. Crystal Palace especially. And it's beginning to look like Crystal Palace will miss Konogalaga this season. Because some of the chances that they missed against Arsenal would have been converted by Galaga. This game is going to expose all their weaknesses because they are playing against a Liverpool side that is wounded. Liverpool is playing for their pride. They're playing for their fans in that game because they have to right the wrong of the match they won game against Fulham. They have to show everybody that they are still on par with Man City. It's going to be a fascinating game. Liverpool is going to win comfortably, but I don't foresee Crystal Palace beating Liverpool at all. 
and that's because it does not happen in a very long time. Who has won the last 12 games against Crystal Palace. So I don't see why the result will change now, especially seeing the first game against Arsenal that Crystal Palace played. Liverpool are at home. They want to play well. They want to show off their signings to like Man City. And they want to show everyone that the first game was just a blip. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please like, share, subscribe. See you.